This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's C. Sparky Fiber, 1250 AM. The Fan out here at Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek right there on Wasson Avenue. Day four as we record here Thursday evening at about 5 p.m. or so Central Daylight Standard Time. Uh, last day of the Joy Drive comes up on Friday, December 1st here, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'll be out here. Your last opportunity to donate toys and cash donations for Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest, uh, you know, helping out the kids at the holidays. You can also go online if you want. Donate online at 1250amthefan.com. That also welcome to, again, 1250amthefan.com. Everybody out here, it's a toy and commissions coming up on Friday. See Sparky Pfeiffer here. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Nathan Marzian there. You can follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. And we'll talk about this Bucks uh, and they're advancing in the NBA in-season tournament. Uh, and look. I I don't know if I was necessarily sold one way or the other uh, on this thing coming in. But for me, as you look at this and how this whole thing sets up, and we'll kind of go over the bracket, the Bucs get the Knicks, uh, and then they play the winner of the Bears and Celtics, depending on what happens uh, in that game. Uh, So first off, the quarterfinal, Bucs and Knicks, that's where it all starts. Uh, Marzion, uh, I I like the Bucs' chances, I guess, going into this thing uh, against the New York Knicks for the quarterfinals. Uh, and then Celtics and Pacers, we'll get to that matchup uh, in a second. Uh, what do you think about Bucks knicks in the quarterfinals? Yeah, that's definitely an interesting game. I and mean, we already faced the Knicks once this year. They are a really good defensive team, and we're the opposite, the good offensive team. So it's it's kind of an interesting matchup that way. Um, I do like our chances. I think we are better than the Knicks. I think having, you know, we have multiple players that are better than the Knicks' best player. So I think that is a huge advantage for us. So I do expect us to win that. And you get to either Pacers or Celtics, who both I think are tough matchups for us in that next round because the Pacers have such a good offense, which is difficult for you know a team that's struggling defensively right now. It'll just be difficult to stop them. But I mean, at the same time, they had no answers for Giannis. So that would just probably be another really high scoring game. Um, and that team might also like to just push the pace. They're younger. And those are just the teams that the Bucks kind of tend to struggle with. And obviously the other one is Boston, who is the next best team in the NBA. So um, difficult matchup, of course, there. But it, it's fun. You know, I like that it adds a couple extra extra fun games to your schedule if you're good enough to make it in and gives you a couple extra tests against these teams. So um, definitely have nothing against, the, you know, the in-season tournament. And I think that it has been, um, you know, 
minorly successful. Like it hasn't been anything crazy. I don't think it's been anything that has um, taken the league by storm or anything like that. But it's been it's been fun, and then it's good to see the Bucks get in this thing, have a little incentive in these games to play a little harder. You know, I think they'll be playing harder against the Knicks and Celtics or or Pacers, whoever they end up playing in those games, than they would in in other regular season games because they know that that money is on the line and. As Damon Lillard talked about, you know, doing it for the guys at the end of the bench, um, trying to do this for the for the teammates that don't have as much money as those guys, and you're trying to get them a nice payday. So I think they have a little bit more incentive, and it should lead to better and more entertaining basketball. You know, it's interesting. We had uh, Kernan Long earlier this week uh, on Monday, uh, and Bart Winkler joined me because Ryan Horvat is out sick, still doesn't have a voice as of uh, we record today on Thursday, and. Uh, I was talking about out here at the toy drive. There's more Bucks gear than Packers gear and Brewers gear and Badger gear. In fact, you could take the Packer gear, Badger gear and Brewer gear, combine all of them together. And you still wouldn't have as many people as is wearing Bucks gear. And it's not like Nathan Marzion's age, right? We don't got a bunch of 20 somethings walking around out here, out here in old Creek Blaine's farm and fleet. It's a lot more elderly people that are walking around uh, and coming in and out of this store. So you got people, you know, in their 70s, 80s, whatever, and they're wearing a Bucks hat, they're wearing a Bucks sweatshirt, the whole deal. So the Bucks have really captured kind of everybody in this thing. Uh, and in fact, one lady today, I was like, okay. I said, did you become a fan because of Giannis? I want to know. And she looked at me, Nathan, it looks good to kill. And she went, please, I've been a Bucks fan way before Giannis, whatever. I was like, hey, I ain't trying to offend you. I'm just curious to see why all you people are wearing Bucks jerseys Buck stuff all of a sudden when the last 17 years, I hardly ever saw anything Bucks related. So that's cool. And so I've had a lot of Bucks talk out here because people want to talk Bucks, which has been cool. Uh, and the overriding sentiment is, man, their defense is awful and blah, blah, blah. You know, like we talk about on, on, on the Green and Growing podcast. And my response is always the same. Okay, fine. But Damian Lillard and Giannis, yet again, in the last game, showed that when they decide they want to play, in the fourth quarter, they can take over and win a basketball game. And this is something that when you get to this tournament style uh, and now you get to the quarterfinals, right? Uh, the intensity level maybe picks up a little bit. And you know Thibodeau will have his team all fired up for this thing. Uh, and then you're at home, which is good too because you play on Tuesday. So you're at home. You're going to know what happens in the first game. So you'll know if you're playing the Celtics or the Pacers because that game is Boston at Indiana. That's Monday night. And then you come back and you play on Tuesday. Um, so it, it's going to be fun to see now that there's a little bit more pressure, if they're feeling it and it means a little something, something, uh, and the other team is playing for something, you know, will Giannis and Lillard be able to take over down the stretch against this Knicks team? Well, again, you know, they don't have a Giannis. They don't have a Lillard. I get it. Uh, but will they be able to take over and kind of do what they've been doing and win a basketball game? Or will this be the game where, you know, they get down and they're not able to come back, Nathan? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. As you said, it's very in that kind of type of tournament style, you know, where everyone's trying a little bit harder, play up more closer to playoff style of basketball. Having that ability to close down the stretch is huge, and that's just again, I, I mean, when you talk about teams that you know as finals contenders, I think that's one of the most important things is just winning close games and being good in the fourth quarter, being good when the game is tight, and that's something the Bucks had struggled with a little bit with Bud and Drew where they just didn't have the offense to be good enough down the stretch. They sputtered a little bit. We saw it in the playoffs where they choked away leads in the fourth quarter. And, um, you know, that's just not 
what a true championship team usually does. A true championship team usually is playing their best when it matters and playing their best late in games and in, in crunch time. And this is what this team does. Are the other three quarters pretty ugly? Yeah, most of the time they have been, you know, at least defensively. I think they've been good offensively. But um, again, I'd rather be in a position where you trust your team late and you can figure out the other the first three quarters a little bit. And as long as you're close, you're in a pretty good position. As long as it's a game, you're in a pretty good position going into the fourth compared to, you know, in years past where the first three quarters were always good. They were always comfortable in the regular season. They were always ahead. They never really got challenged a ton and didn't really have to put up with much adversity going throughout the season. And it just, but you never trusted them to really hold on to leads or be great down the stretch, be great when it mattered. Um, And that's just not a great feeling to have. Like, that's not what you want out of a championship team. So if I had to pick between those two, you know, obviously you'd prefer to just be good all the time. You'd prefer to be good the first three quarters and be good in in crunch time. But um, if I had to pick between one of those two things, I'd rather be good in crunch time. I'd rather be good when you know they're locked in because their defense also has been good in crunch time. They're the number three defensive team in the last five minutes of close games. So they've been picking it up on that end as well, which I don't think is a coincidence. I think they are trying harder, more bought in, and really locking down um, at, at that, end of the, that end of the court when the game gets tight and when it really matters, which is a good sign. Now you want to see that, you know, again, um, translated over to the other quarters as well, but it's a good sign that it's not just their offense carrying them to victories at the end of games. Their defense is locking up too. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Green Growing Podcast, live from the Toy Drive, 17th Annual Fan Toy Drive, along with 1037 KISS FM, Blades Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek. One more day to donate coming up tomorrow, Friday, December 1st, from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Come on down, make a donation at Farm and Fleet, or you can go online and donate at 1250amthefan.com for Children's Wisconsin uh, and, of course, Robin's Nest, the foster care arm of children's. For me, what you said right there is key, which is, do you look at their defense in the closeout of games? All of a sudden, it becomes magically better. And that is why when a game is going on in the first half and you people are freaking out about what's happening in the first quarter or in the second quarter of a game, you're just, again, you're, you're, you're stressing for absolutely no reason whatsoever because until we get to the final five minutes and we see whether or not this Bucks team can quote-unquote turn it on or not, that, that's all that matters. Now, if we get to a point where they can't turn it on and they're not able to have any fight and Giannis and Lillard can't bail them out, you know, game in and game out, all right, then we have more of a talking point going forward. But as long as these two continue to close out games between the two of them and the defense is improved, you can scream and yell about Adrian Griffin all you'd like, but as long as they continue to win games, that's all that's going to matter at the end of the day, Nathan. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I mean, obviously I understand you want to see them like you want to see the process overall looking better. You want to see them playing better. Like I'm not going to say all season, well, it's only the first and second quarter. Who cares? I understand being a little concerned. Like they, they, they just don't come out and look good defensively and they have to kind of pick it up at the end every game. Um, 
I mean, I, I don't know. I think that there's valid concerns. And I, I mean, every game I've come out saying the same thing. I'm like, there's still valid concerns. I still think they probably need to make a trade for a defensive player. I wasn't super happy overall with what I saw, but I like that they won the game. I like that they looked good when it mattered. Dame and Giannis looked really good overall. And, you know, Chris has been looking pretty good. Like, I kind of come out of every game saying the same thing. Um, it's like they're 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 unpredictable kind of, but they're also very predictable at the same time. Like they're they're it's you kind of they're inconsistent, but they're consistently inconsistent in that you know that they're probably gonna come out a little bit slow, not play very good in the first half. Um, first three quarters, you know, they'll, they'll get it down to a five point game or close game in the fourth, and then they'll win it. And so I, it's it's something that I haven't been shocked by any of how these games have played out, but you want to eventually see them taking care of business a little bit. Like I hope tonight you're playing the bulls who are very much struggling right now. I'm hoping that this can be a game where they hold a steady lead throughout and they're not playing from, you know, behind or playing a super close game. And again, have to pick it up at the end. But again, we have to look at like, there's the people that just seem to focus on the negatives only. Everyone knows they're, they're, they're bad defensively. Like we know that, but you also have to take into account the good things you also have to say yeah they were bad defensively but they still won the game but they still came back at the end but they still looked really good when it mattered um there's good there's bad overall i think it's just like okay they're at the beginning of the stages of this thing and this isn't like it's you know again march and the defense has been awful all season long and we have months 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 of data of this that they're just a bad bad defense like no it's still been you know a month of basketball and they're looking good at the end of games. They're doing things that people wanted before. You know, I, I talked about this last time. I was like, the, the same people that were asking for, you know, they need to try things in the regular season and not be afraid to adjust and not be afraid to lose games and, you know, maybe look a little bit worse in the regular season, but prepare yourself for the playoffs. It's like, that's what they're doing. You know, I'm not saying they're purposely challenging themselves for the playoffs, but it's like they're getting all this stuff in. And, you know, having to come from behind and having to deal with close games and having to work out these defensive struggles in the regular season, and it's going to help them down the road. Um, And that's what we kind of wanted. We didn't want them to just coast in the regular season and do the same thing they did under Bud. But when it happens, people freak out and people are like, why don't they look better? It's like, well, which do you want? You know, do you want them to coast and, and not be challenged and not face adversity and not be ready to win close games? Or do you want them to be able to do that stuff? Um Again, the, the, the obvious answer is you want to mix. You want to have some games you blow teams out, preferably you know against the bad teams, you blow those teams out, and then you get in those close games against the good teams, and you're able to to win close games against them. But again, it's not always going to work like that, especially early in the season with a, with a new team. It, you can't ask for things to be perfect. Um, there's been stuff I like, stuff I don't like, and I'm overall intrigued just by how good they look when it matters. We'll take a quick time out. We'll come back on the other side here on Green and Growing and, and talk about that Boston Celtics and Indiana Pacers uh, matchup. And we'll look at the Western side of this bracket as well uh, and ask Nathan Marzian, are there any teams that he's seen so far that would concern him if the Bucks were to face one of these teams in this in-season tournament? Now, this is not, Nathan, do you think they'll lose to these guys in May or June? No, that's not the question. The question is, do you think they could lose? Because it's one game. These aren't a series of three or series of five. It's one game do you think uh, that they could get knocked out by one of the teams we're going to talk about in the East or the West? We'll do that coming up next year. Green and growing. Don't forget, download it on your Odyssey app or you download your favorite podcast app. And you can also check us out uh, on our live stream, usually uh, as well at the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. And if you missed it, you can go back and watch the video that way. 
for some reason you want to look at either one of us, I'm not quite sure why you would. But either way, if you want to check us out, uh, feel free. Uh, time out, and we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's C. Sparky, 5 or 1250 AM, The Fan. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. He is Nathan Marzion. Follow him at Nathan Marzion out here at the 17th Annual Fan Toy Drive along with 103.7 KISS FM, uh, hustling for some toys and some cash donations for Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest, the foster care arm of Children's Wisconsin at Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek on Rawson Avenue, just a couple minutes east of I-94. Uh, this bad boy wraps up here at 6 o'clock tonight on Thursday. Uh, and then we start over uh, one more time on Friday. And again, it's 8 a.m. Uh, until 6 p.m. Uh, tomorrow, the last day of the toy drive on Friday. And again, if you can't make it out, all you have to do is donate online at 1250amthefan.com. Again, 1250amthefan.com. All right, let's look at uh, this in-season tournament bracket right now for the Milwaukee Bucks as we get ready. The other game Monday night is the Boston Celtics and the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Nathan Marzian. Uh, I will say that the Boston Celtics look fairly good at this point. I'm not going to sit here and try and act like they don't look fairly good. Uh, I think it's also fair to say they look better than the Milwaukee Bucks do at this point. But there is just something inside of me that says, in a one-game knockout for the first real true test of who wins between these two teams, I still like the Bucks down the stretch of a game with Giannis and Lillard and the opportunity to close out more than I like Drew and Tatum, and Jalen Brown uh, at this point. So I, I think I still roll Milwaukee if it ends up being Milwaukee and Boston uh, in the semifinals. Uh, so that one I like. The Pacers, okay, fine. They're playing well. Am I bought in? No, I'm not bought in. I'm bought in on Boston being really good. I'm not there on Indiana, just like if Orlando was in the situation. I'm not there on Orlando either. Uh, but Indiana Nice squad, great coach in Carlisle. Big Rick Carlisle fan, wanted Milwaukee to hire him, not Bud. Uh, so I, I get down with Carlisle, uh, but I still don't think they have enough to beat the Bucs necessarily uh, in a, a one-game deal where the Bucs are trying. And by all accounts, it looks like the Bucs are trying in this in-season tournament thing. So I'm assume they're going to continue to try. Uh, so Bucs beat Indiana, and I think somehow or another, Giannis and Lillard figure out a way to beat Boston uh, if we get to that point in the semifinals. Marzian, your thoughts on those two teams? Yeah, both of those, I think, honestly, in my opinion, are tougher than, and again, this is assuming they get past the Knicks, but the I think both of those Pacers and Celtics are tougher, for, in my opinion, than the other teams in the West. I don't really like any of those teams in the West very much right now. 
um, at this point in the season. I'm kind of surprised those are the teams that got in just because, again, they haven't been overly impressive. Like the Lakers haven't been super good. The Suns haven't been impressive yet, haven't even been healthy. And the Kings have been a little bit disappointing. The Pelicans have been meh. So, I mean, it, it, not saying those teams have no chance of beating the Bucks, but there's none of those that I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know, that, that team is – is loaded like if it was you know again Dallas with their offense that the Bucks almost lost to them already or if it was the Nuggets that you know how good they are like those type of teams definitely worry you more than the teams that got in as far as Pacers Celtics I think I think the Pacers scare me just because of that offense for 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 this type of game you know they're they're a younger team they're probably going to get up even more for this game than the Bucks would and that offense against our defense with their youth and their you know their ability to run and and get fast break points and all that stuff. It just isn't a perfect matchup for the Bucks. It's a it's a pretty bad one, and so I wouldn't be surprised if the Pacers were able to beat us if they get there. Um, you know, and I don't think that's a terrible loss or anything. Like they're the number one offense in the NBA right now, and I know their defense sucks. Like we should be able to score on them as well. But um, like I just wouldn't be shocked if you know that's a a, a team that puts up one thirty on us and you're just not quite able to to match them. But um, I still would pick us in that game. It just I'm not overly confident and then as you said Boston you know they're they're better than us right now they're right now the best team in the league and so I would pick Boston against us um but but again as you said I think if you're giving me a scenario where it's a three-point game one way or the other and there's six seven minutes left in this in a game against Boston like I, at that point I'd say I, I like the Bucks chances I like us over that over them in that scenario because we've been the best in the league in those scenarios and we are you know, the best closing team in the NBA, whereas they have not been that. They have not been nearly as good um, in those situations. So, yeah, I think I think overall I'd take Boston, but, um, you know, Bucks could easily win that. Same with in an opposite for the other game. I, I overall would take the Bucks over the Pacers, but I could also see the Pacers winning. I got a question to you before I talk about the Western Conference uh, teams in the in-season tournament. Do you think – what do you think is more sustainable? The Bucks continue to be the best – clutch team in the NBA or a top three, right? But throughout the entire season, or do you think it's more sustainable that Giannis and Lillard are both going to average 30 or more uh, a night for the rest of the season? I think the clutch time stuff is more sustainable um, because I think they just go to stuff that works consistently in, in the clutch. And I wish they would do it more throughout the game, you know, um, the, the Dame Giannis pick and roll, the Chris Giannis pick and roll, the Chris Brook pick and roll, whatever it is, um, just using, you know, going to the ball handlers that they really need to all the time rather than just like 80% of the time. And so I just, I really do believe that like, I, I mean, I think that that's pretty sustainable. I don't think they'll be maybe at the same level all season long of just, they win every single close game. You know, they're going to lose some of them, but I think that's more sustainable than, relying on you know Giannis and Dame to always be putting up 30 I think at the end of the day they're probably both going to be close to that number but I think there will be games where Dame doesn't have it there will be games where Giannis doesn't have it or the other just one of them just lets the other kind of cook for a night if that if that one's on and they're not so um I, I trust the, cr the crunch time offense to continue more than that just because I know kind of on a whenever that situation comes up I, I really do trust that they're going to to deliver I don't always trust going into every game that, oh, Giannis and Dame are both going to score 30. All right, let's uh, talk about the Western Conference. Uh, Nathan alluded to it earlier. Pelicans at Kings Monday night. Uh, that's a 9 o'clock tip on TNT. And then the game on Tuesday night after Bucks knicks 
on TNT will be Suns uh, at the Lakers uh, of those four teams. Pelicans have been playing well. Again, how long will Zion Williamson stay healthy? That's the question, and that's going to determine how far you know they go in the playoffs. But right now, he is healthy. Uh, he is playing well, uh, so you're going to have to deal with Zion Williamson. Uh, the Kings are the Kings. Right? They're going to score a bunch of points uh, and hope they can outscore you because their defense still isn't anything to write home about. They have no shot blocker in the middle. Um, so that's going to present big time problems when they face the Bucs as far as dealing with Giannis um, getting to the rim. Uh, and then Suns and Lakers, Suns like the Bucs, unfinished product. Um, they've had a problem staying healthy and keeping Booker, Durant, and Beal all on the floor at the same time. That's been a big issue for them. Uh, Lakers, eh. I mean, okay. I mean, LeBron, Anthony Davis, fine. It is what it is. Uh, but again, you know, w- what are they going to look like? I tend to agree with you. I don't know if any of those teams necessarily concern me. I think of those four teams, the one team that would probably concern me the most in a championship matchup would be the Kings because that's the one team that's capable of shooting 60% from three and just beating you because they just get unconscious from three. You know, Malik Monk hits seven threes and they get going. um, And then all of a sudden you can't keep up. So of those, I think that would concern me the most. I don't worry necessarily about the Lakers. We talked about the Suns. They just haven't been able to put all those guys together. Health-wise, they won't be able to by Tuesday either, probably. Pelicans, maybe. But there's just not a lot of playoff experience there or big game experience for the Pelicans. So I, t- I tend to lead Milwaukee in that situation because these guys have all, well, maybe not Lillard, but Lillard's been in playoff games. I mean, they, they, they've been in these big situations, these big games. So I don't think they really get phased by it necessarily one way or the other. And if we're talking about a championship scenario, it's in Vegas. Vegas. Uh, so there will be a completely different atmosphere than if you're in Milwaukee or if you're in Sacramento, it's a neutral floor. And I think when we talk about a neutral floor, that probably benefits the veteran team would be my guess kind of looking at this thing, Nathan. Yeah. And looking at, looking at these teams, I mean, the, the highest defensive rating of any of them is ninth for the Lakers and the highest offensive rating is six for the Suns. So, I mean, none of them are, are top five in offense or defense. Um, and, you know, again, there's two of them. Lakers and Pelicans are slightly above average defensively. Suns and Kings are slightly below average defensively so far this season. And then offensively, um, the the Suns and Kings are above average and the Pelicans and Lakers are below average. I mean, the Lakers are 24th or something like right now. Yeah, 24th in offensive rating. So there's like looking at the numbers and looking just at like the, the offense and the defense, there's none of these teams, again, it's like freak me out or anything i think maybe i would just say the suns having the number six offense is like okay you know that could be tough to stop without how just with how our defense looks right now i don't trust any of these teams to really contain the bucks's offense i think we're gonna be putting up points in in you know in this again just if we played any of these teams in the championship i think we'd be fine offensively the only team that i think i, I trust to keep up with us um is the is the suns because they have you know assuming Booker and KD play in that game and they've looked good offensively so far this season. So I would trust them with how they've looked to, to keep up with us in a game like that and in a shootout type of game. I don't really trust the other teams to do that. Maybe the Kings, but, um, and again, maybe the Kings with their youth and stuff get up for the game a little bit more, even more than, you know, the other teams do and are able to to play a little bit better. But I don't know the, the, the one team that might be one that I'm like, okay, I, I, you know, don't feel quite as good would be the Suns. 
All right, let's talk a, a little bit coming up next as far as what we thought this in-season tournament was going to be versus what it ended up uh, turning out to be. We'll take a quick break, come back, do that on the other side. It is a Green and Growing podcast. Uh, download it on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast at Check us out on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Uh, all of that and more coming up next here on Green and Growing live from the Toy Drive. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. Check us out at 1250amthefan.com. He is Nathan Marzian. Follow him at Nathan Marzian. Talking about uh, the in-season tournament here on Green and Growing. Uh, and let's get into talking about, you know, kind of what we thought this thing was going to be versus what it ended up being uh, at the end of the day as we broadcast from the Toy Drive at Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek. Friday is the last day, December 1st, from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. if you want to donate a toy. Make a cash donation to Children's Wisconsin or Robin's Nest. You can feel free to do that. Uh, also, you can donate online at 1250amthefan.com. This is what I'll say about the tournament. I thought it was a joke. I wasn't buying into it at all, and I didn't think one way or the other I'd really care. I still don't really care one way or the other, but I will say this. Uh, I am pleasantly surprised and happy by the intensity level of these NBA teams in these games. It tells me that they're taking it semi-seriously. And you go back to what Lillard said about, you know, it's not about the superstars. It's about the guys on the end of the bench getting that $500,000 if you win it. And that can be life-changing money for guys, you know, that the 11th, 12th guy on the end of the bench. And that's why, you know, him and Giannis are trying to play hard and try to win this thing for those guys. So from that aspect, I think if you're the NBA, you're ecstatic because you're getting what you want. Instead of guys going through the motions and horrible defense and everything else, you're getting some intensity. Uh, and from that standpoint, it's a success. The court thing, stupid. Didn't like it then, still don't like it. Every time I see a court, that Miami Heat court, didn't like that one either. Um, so not a fan of of the courts necessarily. Uh, the jerseys that they're wearing, some of them are wearing their city jerseys or whatever else, I guess. I would assume in the years to come, we'll have in-season tournament jerseys that'll be separate from all the other jerseys to make Nathan Marzion's head spin more about all these different jerseys that we have to watch year in and year out. So I think that's coming uh, too. And I also think I'll make this projection. There's going to be a rule change in these games separate from the regular NBA games. They're going to use the in-season tournament to mess with rule changes that they may want to imply or apply uh, during the NBA season. So whether that be a, a four-point line or something along those lines, because if they're doing custom courts, they can do a four-point line if they want a four-point line. They can do different things like that and experiment and see how it goes and see how fans like it uh, kind of going forward. So I think that's coming uh, at some point in the future too where you're going to see experiments during the in-season tournament uh, with rules to see how people like it, how players like it uh, going forward. Nathan Marziano, you found yourself liking the NBA in-season tournament more than you thought you would. For me, I think it's been about the same I mean, I, I had not crazy high expectations for it, but I was like, I don't think this can hurt. I think it's cool. I think it adds a little bit of juice to the games. You know, again, I, I was like, I don't think anyone should hate this because why? Like, it, it can only help. It can't make things worse. It can't make the games less exciting. So um, that was kind of my take on it. And that's how I've seen it. Like, yeah, you know, there's a little bit, there's a slightly bigger intensity level in these games and it hasn't hurt the, the regular season. I don't think it's added a ton to it. I don't think... You know, I haven't been really like, oh, you know, paying attention to the the, the in-season tournament standings or like 
really caring that much about it. Now, I think I'll care more when it gets to like Vegas and stuff and you get some of these games, these good games um, at the end of this thing. Yeah, then it'll be a little bit more fun. But so far, it's just been like, okay, it adds a little bit, a little bit more incentive. But, um, you know, I, I haven't think I, I haven't been like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. So for me, it's been about the same. And, you know, I, I think, yeah, it has added that intensity level made these games a little bit more competitive. But at the same time, I don't know if these games were competitive. You know, a lot of them ended up being good games. I don't think that's because of the in-season tournament as much as it is just, like, they happen to be good games. They happen to be close games. Because it's not like we didn't see close regular season games before this. It's not like we, you know, only the in-season tournament games are close, um, you know, hard-fought games. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I think it adds a little bit. It's something that can only help and... So I'm fine with it. I'm still fine with it. I'm not like, I don't love it. I don't dislike it. I think it's, it's just fine. All right. Very good. I, I think we're going to might try to do a post game uh, on Tuesday night after Bucks Knicks. Maybe uh, I don't know Marcy out's plans. I just came up with this on the fly. Uh, so if we do that, then we won't record on Monday night. The podcast we will just do a post game podcast on Tuesday after Bucks and Knicks in game season tournament. Nathan Marzian, thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. I'm Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Thanks for tuning into Green and Growing. And remember, last day of the toy drive, Friday, December 1st, Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Or you can always donate online at 1250 a.m. thefan.com for Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest. Enjoy the rest of your day. And, and oh, wait, 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 wait. What? Go, Mar- go Marquette. Go Marquette. Game, Why? They play? on Saturday. Mark, they play Wisconsin. Big game. Yeah, that is a big game. And I'm out here at the toy drive, so I'm completely <laughs> not, like not tuned into anything whatsoever. Like normally we record these on Thursday nights. I told Nathan, I was like, dude, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to stay awake for that whole Bucks game. I'm probably gonna fall asleep. Like, so we're gonna have to record this uh, earlier before the Bucks Bulls game. So yes, Marquette, Wisconsin on Saturday. I'll definitely be watching that one. All right, have a good one. Toodles. 